What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, Certified Animal Chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Hi, this is Carol, the producer of the show. Um, we are having a little bit of technical difficulty. Dr. Andy is on the line, but we're unable to hear her. So, Andy, if you're there, please call back in. In the meantime, um, oh, have we got you? Oh, no, there she goes. Okay. So, in the meantime, you have reached uh, Dr. Andy's Animal Magic, and today we will be horsing around with our special guest, Tanya McIsaac. Um, so do you know what is more, do you know more is possible for you and your horse? Are you looking to create that right relationship with your horse? What will that take? How could you use the excess consciousness tools and processes to get you and your horse there? How much fun can you and your horse have together? And if you ever wanted to have a magic wand to change anything, including the health, and happiness of your animal. So welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much, Carol. So I don't have your bio or anything. Tell us a little bit about you, please. I struggled with that. Um, horsing around is, is what I like to do. I've been a lifelong animal lover. Um, dogs and horses are, are where my, my joy and my passion comes from. Grew up in a family not really interested in the access consciousness series of things, so always told that I was making things up in my head when I could hear what these animals were were telling me. So now that I've got to the point where I can listen better, um, life is so much more fun, and the animals are more fun, and uh, they get frustrated sometimes when I'm not listening to them. <laughs> How do they let you know if you're not... If they're trying to get something across and you're not catching it, well, when when a horse lets you know, usually it's it's a big reaction. Uh, here at home, I have three dogs, two black labs and a shepherd lab cross, and my girls are very good at getting in your face and staring you down to let you know, like, hello, I'm trying to tell you something and you are not listening to me. Um, <laughs> we don't necessarily bark or anything, but you can. You can definitely tell you're missing a message when when they get the stare down going. Cool. So that goes for um, whether it's just something they want or even if it's something health-wise going on with them? Well, um, as I take more access courses, I am understanding more of the health-wise stuff. I do have my level four in touch for health, 
but kept getting caught up in, in the wrongness of it, not doing it their way. Um, whereas with access consciousness, you, you go your way and, and usually people end up with the same answer, which is a good fit. So as we find things health-wise, it's, it's pretty funny how they get a message across. You'll just have a, or I'll just have an odd, odd thought one day or, or, um, you know, it's just, you notice a little bit of the behavior and start asking questions. We've changed some food recently and added some oil supplements and stuff. And, uh, it's funny, once once you get what they're trying to tell you, they're just so joyful. Cool. And I think we have Andy on the line now, is that right? I am here. Hey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Technical <Hi>. difficulties. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi, Tanya. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> what else is possible? Ah, so so what were you chatting about, Killing Time? Just a little bit of my history and talking with the animals and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome, great. So um, I'm not sure how to kind of start this um, since I'm I'm a late one, and um, this is Dr. Andy, and this is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, I am a certified animal chiropractor, access conscious facilitator, and animal wizard. And um, we are here today to invite you to information to empower you to know what you know about your animal. And my very good friend Tanya McIsaac is here. And the title of our show today is Horsing Around. Um, and so I, I actually didn't know where this class, this class, this show was going to go. Um, and so throughout this hour, I invite you to ask questions. Um, we are going to talk about horses. Um, I think this is our very first horse show. We usually do more small animals, mostly dogs. Um, share your animal stories um, and join us on this radio adventure. Um, you, you can reach us in a variety of ways. You can call, call us um, in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, it's 613-800-8736. Four four three three zero 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 one zero six two five. Um, you can Skype in at a2zen.fm and chat in um, at www.a2zen.fm. So we met in class in Texas a few, couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. And and yeah. And we 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 hung out. We had a blast. We went out to dinner. We had a beer. It was great. Um, and all and all I really know about Tanya is she loves horses. Like, this is her thing. And, Very much and so. generally, yeah, and, and you're up in Canada, and I don't know what you told everybody already, so I apologize if we're going to go over, uh, you know, a couple of those things. But um, when did you start working with horses or playing with horses or being with horses or whatever you want to call that? I was born with a love of horses. Um, I remember being a kid and always wanting, you know, we'd, we'd be at a social function and if someone would draw me a horse on the back of a cigarette package, I was happy um, and not bothering anybody. I remember being three and my grandpa took me out to see a couple of horses that his friend had. Um, there was a bay and a gray and I just remember them being so big and he picked me up and my grandpa also loved horses and you know, look at this big, deep, dark eye, and 
peel the muzzle and then he showed me the secret spot behind their ears that their softest spot and and I was done and it's always been always been horses for me I mean I love my dogs very much as well but um, horses are are where the magic is for me where the magic is I love that you can't possibly be on the right show then right um, <laughs> so what is not that I want to get caught up in it, but what is your training with horses? What do you generally play with horses as? Well, I'm a city kid. I grew up in the in the city, and I was able to spend time with my aunt and uncle who had a dairy farm. And if I did dairy chores, then I got to play with the horses. So from there, um, being from the city, 4-H was a little bit harder, but I still was in 4-H for a couple of years just borrowing horses and using what I could to try and get more hands-on. I took two years of college, um, which was a hands-on horse program, uh, animal science diploma. I have my level four in touch for health, including my pet therapy and, and body management. And what I was telling the folks before you joined us is that I kept getting caught up in, in the wrongness of it. And that's where access is such a better fit for me because I can I can use my own, follow my own path, and generally we'll get to the same, the same answer. So the the wrongness, as in having to do it a certain way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To go, you know, go through their processes, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and then resolve at the answer. Whereas I would find similar to our class in Dallas that the answer would just be in my head already, and if I just went with that, I was usually right. If I went back and, and tried to, you know, follow the exact process, sometimes I would get off what that initial intuition was. Yep. <laughs> How fun is that? So our class in Dallas was um, with the amazing Susie Gotzi. Um, it was um, conscious horse, conscious rider meet energetic synthesis of structural embodiment. So access consciousness has a bunch, I think it's over 50, closer to 60 different body processes um, for humans that you can run on all, run on the animals. Um, pretty much all of them can be run on the animals, and they tend to work even better on the animals. But the energetic synthesis of structural embodiment is specifically for, I think, <laughs> For horses, I use it on the dogs. I bet Susie uses it on dogs too. But Susie developed that. Now, have you been using that um, body process at all? What have, what have you noticed working with that after class? So much so. Um, now, after class, it's given me things to do once I've I've gotten you know what's what's going wrong in the body or or where the issue is. Now, using ESSE and the other body processes, I have follow-up steps as opposed to the traditional, you know, colder or hot, you know, treatment or massage or chiropractic. Now I can use the energy body processes and start things moving. Um, we have a mare out where I board, and uh, she's actually been just a little off on her front left all summer. And uh, now that I've started using the body processes on her, we are seeing changes. We are seeing that it didn't magically go away overnight, which would have been, you know, how cool would that have been? But it's better. She's not pointing it as much. When she jogs, it's not nearly as prominent. So 
I go out and I, I ask her, you know, if, if you want me to work with you and I'm done with my horses, you need to be waiting at the gate. And someday she's at the gate and someday she's out in the pasture. So she just kind of lets me know when it works for her. And uh, we go through and, and use a number of those uh, processes. Just so you know, Dr. Andy, we will take a break in about three minutes. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, I, I do have that up. I just pulled it up. My computer finally, awesome. like, decided to work. So thank you, though. You're like a pro You're at right. this already. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so how cool is that that you ask the horse what's going to work for them and, and when you want me to work with you, show up here? And and they do it? They do. They, you know, she she chooses when she wants. I, I use something similar with one of my own geldings. Um, I have three horses now. Um, and so one of the, one of the geldings, he's quite, quite reactive. Um, we've had some successful rides. We've had some not so successful rides. So just because I want to go out and ride doesn't mean it's a fit for him. So now I'll ask him, you know, will, will you take care of me today? And if he gives me a yes, we ride and things go really smoothly. If he gives me a no and I get on and ride anyway, we're more likely to have one of those challenging sessions where, you know, probably would have been better off to just do groundwork, for example. That's so awesome. I, I, I love those stories, and I've heard lots of them over time with the horses. You know, that's one thing Susie and Gary talk about a lot in access is, you know, will you take care of me today? Would you like to go do this today? Um, and they pretty much describe the same thing you do. You know, when we go ahead and do what we want to do, it ends up not being as much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so that's awesome. I do... A, more and more and more of that, and probably even more of that um, since class with the dogs. I'm like, do you want an adjustment today? Do you want to do what I just call magic today? I just ask them. They under they know what I'm talking about, and it depends on. And then I'll maybe pick out. And then sometimes I'm like, do you want a specific process? Do we go to the book? Do we, you know? And sometimes, you know, I actually have to. Um, I, I make a deal with them. <laughs> I go, well, mom brought you here, brought you here for a chiropractic adjustment, so I might have to do a couple of those just so, you know, mom thinks she's getting her money's worth, but we'll do mostly magic. And they're usually cool with that too, you know, like, you know, we gotta like play both sides of the fence here, and they're usually good with that. So, but a lot more and more and more like, um, can we just do magic today? We don't need to do all that heavy force stuff that I learned in chiropractic school. Um, so let's, Let's go to break, um, and then we'll be right back, and we'll talk more about horses. Sounds great. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. 
That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. We are horsing around today. We're talking um, horses and access consciousness with my very good friend, Tanya McIsaac. Um, I again invite you to join us with your questions and your animals and your animal stories. Um, and check how easy it is to chat in your question live at www.a2zen.fm. And then there's chat on the top blue line. Click on that. Um, if you have questions later, you can email me directly at drandy at harpersridge.com. Now back to our amazing animals and our amazing guest, Tanya. Um, horses. Consciousness. So how conscious are horses? Oh, so much. They are so conscious and so much smarter than what people give them credit for. Uh, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap myself out on this. I, I'm a city girl. I actually know very little about horses. Um, I wouldn't know how to feed them or shoe them or any of that. I did go to chiropractic, animal chiropractic um, school, and I know how to adjust them. And since coming to Access, I, I know how to communicate with them. Um, they've never, like, I've never been scared of them, never bothered me. But I thought they were the dumbest animals around for so many years. I'm like, why are you scared of a floating bag? Like, that just blow by. I'm like, what is wrong with these creatures? But I grew up with dogs. And somebody many years ago, you know, gave me this little tidbit that, you know, dogs um, are the predator. Horses are the prey, and that helped immensely. But now that um, I do, you know, there's more access and more consciousness in my world, just walking into the barn, I know which ones know why I'm there. Like, hey, can I have an adjustment? I'm like, eh, you got to talk to your owner about that, you know. <laughs> I can't just hand them out to anybody. We got to, you know, we, we, we've yeah. got to have some, you know, permission, I guess, from owners and, and all that. But they are amazing. They know instantaneously what I'm there to do. Yep. And um, it, it, yeah. They and, know if you're afraid. They know if you're uncertain. They know if you're confident. They know if you're having a bad day. They know if really underlying there's a bunch of anger. They they get all that information right away. Yeah. It's so cool. And sometimes I'm still I'm having a bad day and but sometimes I still have, you know, twenty appointments on the schedule and be a dog or a horse, I'm like, All right, not my best day here. Can you help me out here? And it tends to go better. And that that um this is what's going on for me conversation I have with animals all the time. All the time. Because they know. You can't you can't bluff your way out of it. And they're happy to contribute and try and and make it better if they can. Yeah. 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 It's so awesome. So awesome. So so you actually rode a horse in class. I did not. I did, I did not. <laughs> and it was so cute. We went out to dinner prior to that. I was like, "When are we going to ride? When are we going to ride?" <laughs> and I and, and and Tanya had the biggest smile on her face. So what was it like on the horse working with the horse working with Susie in class? 
part of it was nervousness because, of course, now I'm on the horse and everybody's watching me and I was the focus of attention. But I've wanted to ride horses in Texas my entire life. You know, growing up in Canada, we get mostly U.S. television. So, you know, have watched all kinds of um, even just regular drama programs and, you know, hope someday to be able to travel down there. And so it was it was magical. You know, I didn't didn't have the amount of time to, you know, figure out all his buttons and stuff, but I had people on the ground, you know, giving me pointers here and there. But it was just pure excitement that I was finally getting to ride a horse in Texas. So it was it was so cool. <laughs> That's so much fun. And what horse were you on? I forget. I rode it was, Denny. It was what? I'm sorry. I rode Denny. Denny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I rem- I just can remember his name. And that was Trisha's horse, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what was the history on him after you got off? Well, he, you know, a lot of times would offer to go to these things, but not want anyone to participate with him or ride him or anything. So, you know, that was pretty neat. Um, the other gal who rode, you know, he was offering a lope and stuff, even though she was quite um, nervous about it. So he was he was just really being open and, and wanting to share with us that day. And, of course, the same thing. We we asked him, like, are you down with this? Like, are are we good to go? And he's like, yeah, we're we're good, you know, which was which was really neat. Because he, they had saddled up two horses, and usually they get this far with him, right? And then he goes, no, yep. I'm not doing that. But this time right. he actually had both riders on him, and the other horse sat it out. Right, yeah. Panda just wasn't wasn't into it. She got to the point of getting the English saddle and getting ready and everything for the other rider, and then just went, no, not a fit. And and we honored that. We honored them. And what we got from that was he had an amazing time with both of you and took care of you guys beautifully. And he ran around the arena and didn't. I mean, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm trying. I remember I did a a session with him and his entire herd. Um, I'm trying to remember what he called it. Shoot, I'll have to maybe email Trisha and get back to the listening audience. Um, oh, I forget what he had said about himself and how he and he was such an introvert for a long okay. time, as what yeah. um, Trisha had had um, filled in the blanks yeah, for us because he called it something. I don't remember what he called it. And and when I say he called it that, it was the energy that matched that word. And when you bring up the word and and that energy matches. You just kind of know that. That's kind of how we do um, talk to the animals with access. And we've talked about that on many different shows. But I forget that. Oh, it was a fun word. And even Trisha's like, yeah, that about covers the whole thing. Um, so he he was quite the introvert when she got him. And now he's in the middle of class taking care of writers. So how cool is that? So cool. And he came to her with a lot of issues, which we saw mm-hmm. zero of. No, no. Yeah, I I wouldn't have known. Yeah. He was this confident little horse hanging out with his herd. He had traveled to be there. He was in a strange environment for three days, and you wouldn't know it. He was like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and that, and and Trisha, his owner, is also a facilitator with Access Consciousness, and, and they do a lot of body processes and, and clearings with him and his herd and all that. So, um, as much as this class was about horses, it wasn't about 
training. It wasn't about, you know, sitting the right way or or moving the right way. It was more following the energy of it. Making that connection. The odd thing after going through that with Denny and I came back from Dallas, I've had a horse like that find me and I now have three horses. You have three Um, now? And you had one? I had two there. Oh, okay. And then now this third one was going to be sold to the meat man, and he got the word out. And the funny thing was, before Dallas, I wasn't looking for a third horse. Mm-hmm. But that little um, filly, they called her Mocha, and she wanted to be called Princess or Duchess. Yes. I actually, I, I looked into bringing her up. and oh, you, know, you the did? The trouble with bringing up horses from Texas right now because they have an outbreak of vesicular somatis. Mm. And so, you know, they would... I'd have to find a place for for a month on the other side of the border, and it just it just wasn't going to be easy, you know. wasn't didn't feel like a fit, and so I just no, you know what? We're I've got two horses that I'm boarding right now. We're good, and so I now have a second buck team gelding who has you know all of these issues because he had a he had a bad go with a trainer, and his owners didn't have time for him, so he sat for the last year after this bad training experience, but yet he found the right people that even though I wasn't looking her in the market that he's now come home with me yeah how many people have had animals find them <laughs> yes you know I I always think it's funny when people are like I want a fe- you know a female this color this I'm like uh-huh and who's gonna show up yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's awesome and did Denny send that to you I, I totally believe so because yeah. he, you know he had a lot of those similar issues he's hugely reactive and he's just a he's a ball of nerves you know he's starting to relax he's been with us now for not quite a month very getting close to a month just over the three weeks and he's he's starting to relax and calm down and let me do things and you know of course we're far far away from riding just getting him to you know be, be okay with himself so it's it's very cool. Have you run any of the processes on him? We've started with a few, but he's he's like he just he wants to take it slow and take it easy, and I'm totally okay cool. with that. Um, the main one is the MTBSS, which all of my animals love. In fact, that's mm-hmm. my dog's go-to. You know, they come and they just want hands-on and have me run that constantly. Um, we believe. It was really neat. I took a afternoon animal communicator course since I came back from Dallas. And so I was reading the new horse because I had no, um, who now goes by chance, who, you know, I had no preconceived what I thought he should say. And so I would share what I was getting from him and the animal communicator would expand on it. So, yeah, right now it's just MTBSS, but he wants me to work on his right shoulder and his weathers. There's he was tied somehow to a fence with the trainer. I'm I'm not getting a clear picture, but however, he was tied and, and he's hurt himself. So, you know, through his, whether the trainer spooked him or reactiveness, so he, you know, he wants time to be able to have that to heal as well. Cool. Yeah. MTBSS is my go-to process tool in the office, on my animals, on the horses that I do see. I don't have a huge horse portion of my practice. Um, but, yeah, when I see them, I, that that energy always seems to turn on. They they enjoy that one. 
um, a lot. So that's yeah. awesome. All right. Looks like we're going to go take another break, and we're going to come back and talk horses. Awesome. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Along with hosting this show, I have an animal chiropractic practice in Denver, Colorado, where I offer animal chiropractic care, laser therapy, access consciousness body processes, which we've been discussing um, throughout um, this show. I tend to call them just energetic magic with animals, and that includes the energetic synthesis of structural embodiment, or called SE, SOP, and more. Um, verbal processing, using the access tools for behavior or personality issues with your animal. Um, 2015 will bring tons of classes and workshops for you and your animal. We're looking at bringing Susie Godsey, um, who is the Talk to the Animals Worldwide Coordinator with Access, to Denver. Right now we're looking at June. Um, we're thinking about doing a two or two and a half day dog class. Um, and then we're also, I'm looking at doing maybe another dog class or a horse class later in the year in September. Um, as of 2014, is coming to an end, which I just can't believe at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what happened? What happened to 2014? Um, this week, this Thursday, November 6th, um, we are having a talk with Sue from Unleashed Energy about um, bioresonance therapy. And this is the info your vet doesn't want you to know about. Um, that will be um, in person in my office um, in Denver. November 8th, we're doing a money class. I always wonder what animals think about money or if they think about money, but this is actually for the people. And, and what if money isn't the problem um, you are? That's also at the Denver office. And then the 29th, we're doing a body process class for the people. Um, and not the animals this time. So check out the website, harpersridge.com, or my Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash harpersridge. Um, we are working on a new website as we speak. Phew, that was a mouthful. <laughs> what are you up to? I know, um, how much access have you done? I've actually only done my foundation level one. That's um, not only. That, that's awesome. Oh, that's not only. That's Yes. Um, my plans were to get two, three in by the end of the year or early winter. However, that's not necessarily working out the way I had hoped. 
based on my current um, work. So I'm just trying to sit back and see what happens. I'd had a number of classes lined up for this fall and they've all run into these weird little things. So I'm not supposed to take them right at this moment. So I have to wait and see and let the energy bring it to me. Nice, nice. So um, the very first class in Access Consciousness is the bars, and then from there you go on to Foundation and Level 1, and then onward and upward. And um, if that's an interest of you, you can check out all the classes um, at accessconsciousness.com. And then I believe the horse and dog classes with Susie have no prereqs, so no bars, no access. Um, I think they're looking at doing an advanced one on that. I don't know. I have to actually have to email her today. (laughs) <laughs> and get the lowdown. I think it I'll sounded, be headed. Hmm. It sounded that way in yeah. in Dallas that they were going that way. And then I think they're doing another class back in Texas the beginning of this year, first quarter. I don't know. I gotta. So I might be headed back to Texas here soon. We're gonna so. have two. Um, right now, it's looking like they'll be weekend. Um, you know, around the the 16th, and then the following weekend as well. And uh, yeah, they'll be back looking like at the exact same arena that we were in, um, I'll actually be back for both of those. What month? April. April. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I'll be back then. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have a title of horse handler for those classes. You have a what? I'm sorry? I have the title of horse handler for those oh, classes. Oh, you so, do now. Nice and asked me if I would come down and participate. So very excited about that and what possibilities this may lead to. Very cool. Very cool. So what else? What else have you been horsing around with? Well, I'm starting to get, trying to get more hands on more horses. Um, I have had a couple of people come to me. I'm doing a few bar sessions, but that's not where my comfort is. Uh, it's in the dogs and the horses, the horses. Uh, primarily. So I'm just in the process of getting a little business card done up and uh, getting my hands on as many horses as I can between now and April just to see see where things can go. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm I'm looking at adding a, a new, um, I don't know if you want to call it a service or whatever, but I would love to do more herd work because that was a lot of fun working with Trisha's and um, Lona's um, herd instead of just yeah. a single horse. Um, cool. It was very cool how all they interacted and their energy and, you know, sometimes they would rat out the other horse. Because when you only have one horse, sometimes you only get one side of the story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I do think it's funny that people always think they tell the truth, which is not always true. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know sometimes they have their side of the story too, which is a lot of fun. And so when you have the herd, sometimes they like, yeah, that's not really true, or whatever, and so on and so forth. So that was a lot of fun. So I'm looking to do more of that, especially with um, the time restraints I have with the the office I have with all the dogs. That that would be a lot more fun for me. Yes, to do more herd sessions. So I don't know. Have you played with that at all yourself? You know, I I really haven't done much of that. Um, but that opens a whole new door, right? To uh, <laughs> ask more questions of of the whole group as opposed to just the one. 
Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a little um, eye awakening for me. It was like, huh, I like it. And then some, you know, wanted to contribute energy to the one horse that I would be focusing on at the moment. Some did not, and they'd wander off. Or, um, what Lona's oh rascal, who was a rascal, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he knew what he wanted. He just yes. was the best of us to figure it out. Oh, he was funny. Um, and he was just a rascal. He wasn't mean. He was just a rascal. It was so cute. But he would be in the herd session and, you know, he'd be in, you touch me, no, don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch, no, yeah, no. I, I'm like, well, you know what? You need to decide here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then I forget who the, um, who was the alpha? That's not what they call them in horses, right? No, the well, the bow, bow, the big yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. He would start to be a bully. I'm like, all right, you want to come over? I'm gonna touch you. He stopped doing that. He let me work on the other, <laughs> but he didn't want me to touch him, which was fine. Uh, but I'm like, you don't get to bully them out of what they would like to work on. So it was they a lot were of fun. A really group, the four of them, yeah. uh, bow and blue and angel and rascal, were pretty cool. And as we worked on them. Getting the more information, especially when we worked on Angel that day, that was that was yeah. pretty cool. That was really neat how that all unrolled and, and evolved. Yeah. So we talked about um, Tanya getting on the horse, but for most of the time, we were running these processes on the horses um, in the arena. And, again, we just asked who wanted to come out and do you want to do any work? And... And laid hands on them. And so it's not, you know, ooh, you know, access to, ooh, we took all these classes. No, what if you just walked up and laid your hands on a horse and see what you could change? Yeah. And everywhere where it you're making it more difficult than that, can we uncreate and destroy at all times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, shorts, and beyonds. So, again, that's the clearing statement. Um, more information on that at accessconsciousness.com. Um, but yeah, I have owners all the time and granted I see more dogs than horses, but they're like, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? I go, just put your hands where you think it's bothering them and see what you can change. And they look at me dumbfounded. Like it can't be that simple. And I'm like, what if it can? What if you simply ask what energy do they require? And can I run that without all the fancy acronyms or the fancy classes? and see what you can change that way. And be um, open to be open to what you may be getting back that you maybe haven't realized before. Those, you know, that funny thought of, you know, your hands are on a horse and, you know, then you think, "Oh, I should have carrots for supper" or, you know, what whatever that you wouldn't <laughs> normally relate the two together and then, "Oh, well, hang on a second. Maybe and most likely they're they're asking for something or they're they're sending you a message or sharing with you whereas we are not taught to listen to those things and just just be open to that maybe you feel sluggish that day um you know odds are it's coming from them right right and we've talked about us on the show but you know what if energy is the very first language and what if um animal communication can be done by everybody it's not saved or or 
you know, whatever for those certain people that know how to do it. What if we all can do it with all of our animals all the time with ease? Um, so everywhere where animal communication is for those special people and not for everybody, can we uncreate and destroy all that times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. And I talk about that a lot with my clients, a lot when I do my little intro talks, a lot on the show, and people are still like, but I can't do it. I go, how much are you actually already doing that with your animals that you don't even realize? And a lot of times people will be like, um, but this, this, and this. And I go, well, that's probably correct. You live with the animal. You know them. <laughs> I, you know, and it just blows their mind that they actually would know something about their own animal. And, and that's really what this show is about, what my practice is about, what um, I do access for is to empower people to know what they know about their animal and not go with anybody else's point of view. Um, yes, you may need to see the veterinarian. You may need information that they have. Absolutely. And um, maybe you need to ask your animal where they would like to go for whatever's going on. Um, but what if it's all about the question at the end of the day? And, and I think that that's, you know, a great habit for us to be in all times, right? Not just with our animals, that that we weigh in on that energy and and we ask, you know, is this bad enough that you need to see the vet or should we do this? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, maybe you need to start today about do you want to eat out of the blue bowl versus the yellow bowl and and not wait till they're, you know, in a situation where you really may need to make an emergency decision right, or an emergency question. It, it does take some practice, and you need to play with it. And the key word is play with it. You know, on a walk, ask them, do you want to go right or left? And follow whatever kind of pops in your head, you know. Like Tanya mentioned earlier, will you take care of me today? And if you get kind of this, maybe a pit in your stomach or a little something that's eh, maybe you don't ride that day. Or maybe when you ask that question, you get this big happy smile on your face. All right, cool. Go have fun. Go riding today. And so play with it on the little things, and you might get darn good at it when when you have a bigger, quote-unquote, bigger situation come up. Like yesterday, I play with it continually with my animals at home, and I asked the little black and white terrier, I go, did you get walked yet today? And the energy came up, no. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see how good I am at this, right? And I walk over to, because the 13-year-old is supposed to walk. I'm like, oh, did you walk the dogs yet? He's like, nope. I'm like, oh, cool. I can talk to my animals. That was my success <laughs> for the day. That was it. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and so play with it. Just play with it. And we actually are going to go on another break, and then we'll be right back. And um, I guess we're going to talk more about animal communication. How cool is that? And talking to the animals. See you shortly. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? 
By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again. Our next show next week, um, we are going to have our favorite dog trainer back, Anna Malera, with Training with Grace. Um, we actually don't have a topic. We are asking our listening audience to um, suggest a few things they would like to know about dog training or a specific issue they're having with their dog. Um, you can post those on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash Harper's Ridge. You'll actually see um, a post asking, what would you like to know about? And that's next week, November 10th, I think. I hope I got that date right. Back here on Mondays, a2zen.fm, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, again, this Thursday the 6th, we have um, Sue Trollio with Unleashed Energy at my office talking bioresonance therapy um, and how you can add this into um, conventional vet care for your um, animal, your dog, cat, um, horses. November 8th is for the peeps. Um, money isn't the problem you are. And then November 29th is also for the peeps, and we're going to do some body processes. So how much can changing you change your relationship with your animal? Um, before we get back to Tanya, I just, as a certified animal chiropractor, I want to remind everyone that this information was provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness. Um, if you or your animal have any health concerns, you are encouraged to seek um, counsel from your veterinarian. Um, animal communication. I wasn't. I didn't know the show was going to go there. How cool is that? <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> well, and and. Go figure. The whole, um, you know, talk to the animals is kind of the umbrella that all of these body processes that are under that we talk about, the classes that we talk about. It's all about talking to the animals. So has your uh, quote-unquote ability or capacity increased since class to talk to your own animals and to talk to the other animals? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I I dealt myself less um, when when it's me and the animals, it's it's very clear. It's when someone else is there and, oh, you know, you're being silly or, you know, that can't be right. Or then it's like, oh, geez, they they must be right. Um, but right. I'm, I'm able to block more and more of that doubt. Every day is still a struggle. Some days are easier than others, but, but it's a work in process. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just so clear that you can't miss it. And other times it's like, okay, well... This is what feels right to me. Yeah, and and sometimes you just got to say it, you know. Um, 
I was working with a horse named Doc, and he's he's a funny horse, and he has his um, owner wrapped around his little hoof, like, oh, takes advantage <laughs> of this gentleman. This gentleman is so sweethearted, and it's so cute. And we talk about it, and, and his owner's okay with it, you know. But I get there, and I start, and I'm there for a chiropractic adjustment. You know, I do very little of that and a lot of the other magic these days. But um, I go, what is going on with his roommate? Like, that's kind of how it was presented to me. I'm like, what does that mean? And he had gotten a new horse in his paddock, and his best buddy had left. And it wasn't oh. going well. But I'm like, what's going on with his roommate? Like, I said it so weird. Like, really? And, you know, and that was what was going on. So sometimes you just have to say it. And most of the time, let's say 99.9% of the time, people go, oh, yeah, it's da 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 (laughs) And you are, like, having an argument in your head going, this is so stupid. I'm not saying this. Why would I, you know? All of that, that kind of thing. That totally makes sense to, you know, for a horse to see them as roommates. That's who he lives with, right? Yeah. Just yeah. because we don't usually assign that term, that, that's our incorrect perception, not necessarily theirs. Right. Yeah, and the, I had another one of these moments that you were talking about where you're like, really? I say, okay, I'll say it. All right, you sure? Um, a good friend of mine who's done some access has a dog, and she's texting me. So this is over text. And her dog's not eating, you know, there's been a few other things, mom's been traveling or whatever, and I'm like, feed her in the bathroom. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm not texting that. No, feed her in the, I'm like, I'm not, Uh, finally I did. I texted her, I'm like, feed her in the bathroom. So a few hours later, she wolfed her food down in the bathroom. I'm like, I'm out. I don't know why she wanted to eat in the bathroom, you know? I'm out, you know, so strange. Um, But she ate her food, so, and that was, I don't know if she's still eating in the bathroom or not, but um, I thought that was freaking hysterical. Um, And so that's a a lot of fun. So a lot of times when you're playing with this, and I'm going to keep using that word, so it's not... You know, I'm I'm having this argument in my head about, you know, should I tell her to feed her in the bathroom? Well, so what if I do tell her and she does or doesn't do it, whatever. But, you know, when you're playing with this and you're having this internal dialogue about, okay, am I that crazy? What if it's okay that you are? And what if you're also correct and it is something that they are trying to communicate to you? But saying the word feed her in the bathroom may mean something different to her than to someone else but it may just be the catalyst to get to the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. And even, like you said, some days you need to even remember that when you're like, um, they want a pink collar, not a blue one, or whatever it is, you know. Um, it's just, you know, changing that energy to get maybe someone to look at something a little differently for them. Do you find it more difficult to um, communicate with your own animals versus other animals? I have a, you know, preconceived idea of what my animals would say, which is why when I took that afternoon course, I chose the new horse because he was he was brand new. Like I didn't I didn't have any awesome. ideas of what he should think or should say. So mm-hmm. it was very clear and very easy to read him. But the more I talk to, the easier it's all becoming. 
Right. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, I can't do this, because they're, of course, working with their own animals first, generally yeah. speaking. I mean, that's who's in your house, right? And, yes, you have all of this, we've always done this this way, or we've always done this, this, that. You know, we always have all of this stuff that we've already concluded, but then maybe that communication isn't as clear. Um, so all the decisions, judgments, um, conclusions, and computations that you've made about your own animals, can we uncreate and destroy all those times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds? Um, that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed since class is my communication with my own animals has changed dynamically and, and increased. Um, I, I, you know, be, having hands on 20 dogs a day and seeing horses on a weekly basis, that that's improved too. But what I've really noticed, especially now with this conversation, is how much uh, my communication with my own animals has has improved immensely. And and do you notice that some animals do more, or I call them clear communicators, do more talking um, versus other animals? Certainly. Yeah. Some like people. aren't interested to partake. Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff, you know, they're just as different as every person you meet, yeah. every dog you meet. Um, we tend to stereotype breeds and colors and this type of horse or that type of dog, but generally they're all just as individual as every person you meet on the street. And so if you keep that in mind and just play with the energy, play with putting your hands on an animal, play with, you know, like I said, asking them which direction they want to go on a walk and go in that way, whatever that way is. Just play with that and you and see how much fun you can have with your animal. Yeah, put the doubt aside, stick it in a box and pull it out later if you really think you need it, but put the doubt away, let go of those conclusions and judgments that you have, and just be open to, to what comes to you. I love that, put the doubt in a box. You can you can play with your doubt later. Well, I love know, it. No, that's awesome. Getting rid of it is very scary. Getting rid of anything for a lot of people is scary, so if you just put it somewhere where you can pull it back out if you really need it, then that's not so bad. Right. I think that's awesome. You know, be open. You can still keep your doubt if you need it, and you can have it back. <laughs> I love it. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for playing today, Tanya. I had so much fun. Until we meet again, how much fun can you have with your animal? Thanks, Dr. Andy. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?